Let's see how you okay. like this. See how you like this. He's coming out loaded not for bear, but for donkey. The president speaks. Wow, that's pretty good. Thank you. So the president will be taking questions. This is very exciting. Let's check it out. It was a big day yesterday, an incredible day. And last night, the Republican Party defied history to expand our Senate majority while significantly beating expectations in the House for the midtown and midterm year. We did this in spite of a very dramatic fundraising disadvantage driven by Democrats, wealthy donors and special interests and very hostile media coverage, to put it mildly. The media coverage set a new record and a new standard. We also had a staggering number of House retirements, so it's a little tough. Uh, These are seats that could have been held pretty easily, and uh, we had newcomers going in, and a lot of them worked very hard, but it's very difficult when you have that many retirements. We held a large number of campaign rallies with uh, large, large numbers of people going to everyone. To the best of my knowledge, we didn't have a vacant or an empty seat. I'm sure you would have reported it if you spotted one. (laughs) Including 30 rallies in the last 60 days. And we saw the candidates that I supported achieve tremendous success last night. As an example of the 11 candidates we campaigned with during the last week, nine won last night. This vigorous campaigning stopped the blue wave that they talked about. I don't know if there ever was such a thing, but could have been. If we didn't do the campaigning, probably there could have been. And the history really will see what a good job we did in the final couple of weeks so in terms of facing it's almost getting some tremendous people over the finish line they really are tremendous people but many of them were not known but they will be known this election marks the largest senate gains for a president's party in a first midterm election since at least president kennedy's in 1962 there have been only four midterm elections since 1934 in which a president's party has gained even a single Senate seat. That's some pretty good historical analysis right there Absolutely. that you weren't getting from the mainstream media last night. Previous, I can't remember how many years, uh, a total of th- uh, eight seats were gained in the midterms by the party in power, and Trump gained three to seven in this election. That's something. As of now, we picked up, it looks like three, could be four. Perhaps it could be two, but we picked up a lot. And uh, most likely the number will be three. You people probably know that better than I do at this point because you've looked at the more recent numbers. 55 is the largest number of Republican senators in the last 100 years. In the last 80 years, a sitting president's party has only gained a cumulative total of eight Senate seats, averaging one per decade. So if we picked up two, three, or four, that's a big percentage of that number. So in the last 80 years, you think of that, only eight seats. In President Obama's first midterm election, 
He lost six Senate seats, including in the deep blue state of Massachusetts. Republicans captured at least four Senate seats held by Democrat incumbents. And these are tremendously talented, hardworking people that did this. Indiana, North Dakota, Florida, Missouri. We also won two open Senate seats in Tennessee. I want to congratulate our great champion who did such a great job in Tennessee, Marsha. And in Utah. And Arizona is looking very good. Really very good. She's done a terrific job. That was a tough race, and she's done a fantastic job. In each of these open seats, Democrats recruited very strong candidates with substantial fundraising and media support. We were getting bombarded with money on the other side. In the House, Republicans dramatically outperformed historical precedents and overcame a historic number of retirements. The most House Republican retirements in 88 years, 43 House Republicans retired. Now, I, I will say this, that in many cases they were chairman of committees, and they left because they weren't chairman, because the Republicans have a rule for six years. And what that does is wonderful in one way. It lets people come through the system and become chairman. In another way, it drives people out. Because when they're a chairman, they don't want to go and not be a chairman. You're the chairman of a committee, and you're a big deal. And all of a sudden, you're not doing that anymore. So they leave. We had a lot of them leave. It's- Most people retired because they thought the, the Trump era was going to doom them, and they were cowards, and they got out. Mm. They thought they were jumping off a sinking ship. But that is a ton of retirements. Man, that's unbelievable. I guess you can flip a coin as to which system is better. The Democrats do the other. Some of their folks have been on those committees for a long time as chairman. In 2010, President Obama's first midterm, he lost 63 seats. By contrast, as of the most current count, looks like around 27 House seats or something. And we'll figure that out pretty soon. We also had a slew of historic wins in the governor's races. The governor's races were incredible against very well-funded, talented, and skilled Democrat candidates and people that worked very, very hard, respectfully, for those candidates, like Oprah Winfrey, who I like. I don't know if she likes me anymore, but that's okay. She used to. But she worked very hard in Georgia, very, very hard. And if you look at them, four governor's races crucial to 2020 and the presidential race, Florida, Iowa, Ohio, and Georgia, the big ones, Florida, Iowa, Ohio, and Georgia. Can't get much more important than that. They were incredible. They were actually incredible campaigns, too. Incredible. As of right now, Republicans will control the majority of governorships across the country, including three great women who worked very hard, governors of Alabama, South Dakota, and Iowa. They worked very, very hard. They're very talented. By expanding our Senate majority, the voters have also clearly rebuked 
the Senate Democrats for their handling of the Kavanaugh hearings. That was a factor, I think maybe a very big factor, the way that was handled, I think, was uh, tremendous energy was given to the Republican Party by the way they treated then-Judge Kavanaugh, now Justice Kavanaugh, and expressed their support for confirming more great pro-Constitution judges. Candidates who embraced our message of low taxes, low regulations, low crime, strong borders, and great judges excelled last night. They excelled. They, uh, they really, I mean, we have a, a list of, of people that were fantastic. Uh, and I'm just going to point them out. Uh, Mike Bost, Rodney Davis, Andy Barr was fantastic. I went to Kentucky. For the most part, I didn't campaign for the House, but I did actually make a special trip for Andy Barr because he was in a very tough race in Kentucky, and he won. That was a very tough race. The polls were all showing that he was All right, so here's our feel for this. Uh, the, the gist of his statement, the, the big stuff is done. Now he's getting down to thanking various folks and, you know, tipping his cap, which is what politicians do. But the Q&A is going to start in a couple of minutes. I don't want what politicians do. I want what Trump does. Start roasting people. Well, right. I think that'll come in the Q&A. <laughs> so what we want to do is take a quick break. We're going to zoom through the rest of his prepared remarks and see if there's anything pithy. And if there's not, we'll get right to the Q&A. Yeah, because there are some questions already being asked about uh, Russia investigation and uh, taxes oh, and all that sort yeah. of stuff. Oh, it's going to get hot in here. <laughs> so stay tuned. We'll bring that to you when we come back on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So I'll tell you where we're going to pick it up. We, we got a chance to listen ahead, and um, it, it's not to the questions yet, but Trump is getting into how he's going to handle working with the House and what they can and can't do. And, and That's the question of the hour. And basically saying they're better off having lost the House the way they did. So huh. let's hear from uh, Donald Trump. Which is fine. And also to... Uh Perhaps, looks like, I would think, Speaker Nancy Pelosi. And I give her a lot of credit. She works very hard, and she's worked long and hard. I give her a great deal of credit for what she's done and what she's accomplished. Hopefully, we can all work together next year to continue delivering for the American people, including on economic growth, infrastructure, trade, lowering the cost of prescription drugs. These are some of the things that the Democrats do want to work on, and I really believe we'll be able to do that. I think we're going to have a lot, lot, of, uh, lot of reason to do it. And, and I will say, just as a matter of business, I was with some very successful people last night. We were watching the returns. So if the Republicans won, and let's say we held on by two, or one, or three, it would have been very hard out of that many 
Republicans to ever even get support among Republicans, because there'll always be one or two or three people that for good reason or for bad reason or for grandstanding, we have that too. You've seen that. You've seen that. Plenty of grandstanding. But for certain reasons, that many people, you're always going to have a couple that won't do it. So that puts us in a very bad position. In other words, had we kept, and this is no, I'm saying this for a very basic reasons, common sense. It puts us in a very tough position. We win by one or two or three, and you'll have one or two or three or four or five even come over and say, you know, look, we're not going to go along with this. We want this, 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 and all of a sudden, we, we can't even, we wouldn't even be able to get it in many cases out of the Republicans' hands before we sent it on to the Senate. And now we have a much easier path because the Democrats will come to us with a plan for infrastructure, a plan for health care, a plan for whatever they are looking at, and we'll negotiate. And as you know, it's been very hard in the Senate because we need essentially 10 votes from Democrats, and we don't get those votes because the Democrats do really stick together well. I don't agree with them on a lot of policy, but I agree with them on sticking together. They stick together great. So now we go into the Senate, we don't have the 10 votes, and what happens? It doesn't get passed. Even if it gets out of the House, it doesn't get passed. So under the new concept of what we're doing, I say, come on, let me see what you have. They want to do things. You know, I keep hearing about uh, investigations, fatigue. Like from the time, almost from the time I announced I was going to run. Okay, so he's going to get into that, and this is interesting. But what do you think of his strategy here of saying they're actually better off because now the Democrats have to bring the, the program. It'll be a Democrat idea. As usual, he needs an interpreter to make it clear what he's talking about. But, yeah, I get completely what he's saying. We're going to have Democrat ideas coming out of the House. And, yeah, and we'll negotiate. We'll come up with something we can live with. And we'll say to the Senate, hey, this is a bipartisan idea. And it'll be easier to get votes on both sides equaling 60 than it would be to drag 10 Democrats over to a Republican idea. Jeez, he gets one, two major pieces of legislation on infrastructure, something like that, with bipartisan support. He's going to be hard to beat. Wins in a landslide in 2020. But let's uh, hear him. Might run unopposed. (laughs) It's rare, but... (laughs) Not unprecedented. <laughs> Maybe against another dead brothel owner. Uh, let's back to back to Trump. Giving us this uh, investigation fatigue. It's been a long time. They got nothing. Zero. You know why? Because there is nothing. But they can play that game, but we can play it better. Because we have a thing called the United States Senate. A threat! And a lot of very questionable things were done between leaks of classified information and many other elements that should not have taken place. And all you're going to do is end up in back and forth and back and forth and two years is going to go up and we won't have done a thing. I really think and I really respected what Nancy said last night about bipartisanship and getting together and uniting. She used the word uniting and she used the the bipartisanship statement, which is so important because that's what we should be doing. So we can uh, look at us, they can look at us, and then we can look at them, 
and it'll go back and forth, and it'll probably be very good for me politically. I could see it being extremely good politically, because I think I'm better at that game than they are, actually. But uh, we'll find out. I mean, you know, we'll find out. Or we can work together. You can't do them simultaneously, by the way, just because somebody says, oh, you can do them both. No, you can't. Because if they're doing that, we're not doing the other, just so you understand. <laughs> so we won't be doing that. But now what happens is we send it to the Senate. So that was an interesting little aside of yeah. threat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You investigate us. We're not legislating this. And he wasn't. What was the phrase he used? Really, really nonspecific. Some of the, uh, you know, the things you did, <laughs> you know, and those kind of things, those maneuvers. The thing with the guy, <laughs> you know, with the place, right? <laughs> Talking with a toothpick in his mouth. And exactly. we'll get 100% Democrat support and we'll get some Republican support. And if it's good, I really believe we have Republicans that will help with the approval process and they will really help with the approval process. So it really could be a beautiful bipartisan type of situation. If we won by one or two or three or four or five, that wouldn't happen. And the closer it is, the worse it is. This way, they'll come to me, we'll negotiate, maybe we'll make a deal, maybe we won't. That's possible. But we have a lot of things in common on infrastructure. We want to do something on health care. They want to do something on health care. There are a lot of great things that we can do together. And now we'll send it up and we will really get, we'll get the Democrats and we'll get the Republicans or some of the Republicans. And I'll make sure that we send something up that the Republicans can support. And they're going to want to make sure they send something up that the Democrats can support. So our great country is booming like never before, and we're thriving on every single level. Booming and thriving. Both in terms of economic and military strength, in terms of development, in terms of GDP, we're doing unbelievably. I will tell you our trade deals are coming along fantastically. The USMCA and uh, South Korea is finished. Uh, USMCA has gotten rave reviews. We're not going to lose companies anymore to other countries. They're not going to do that because they have a tremendous economic incentive. It's mm-hmm. meaning and it's, it's fun to prohibitive stay at the USMCA for them to do that. <laughs> so it's not going to be like NAFTA, which is one of the worst deals I've ever seen. Although we've made some other pretty bad ones too. Now is the time for members of both parties to join together. Sure. Put partisanship aside. Absolutely. And keep the American economic miracle going strong. It is a miracle. We're doing so well. And I've said it at a lot of rallies. Some of you have probably heard it so much you don't want to hear it again. But when people come to my office, presidents, prime ministers, they all congratulate me. Almost the first thing on what we've done economically. Because it is really amazing. And our steel industry is back. Our aluminum industry is starting to do really well. We'll get to uh, zinc and other <laughs> other minerals in just a few minutes. But uh, we, we promise we'll get to you some of the questioning of the president. We'll bring that to you. What do you got coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, as you've been saying, President Trump's taking a midterm victory lap this morning, extending an olive branch of sorts to Democrats. California voters on the gas tax repeal and rent control. And some more bad news for actor Alec Baldwin. Oh, oh no. Coming up. <laughs> I thought that was a damn good job of spinning a loss and and uh, and w- with facts, you know. Q and A coming up. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. Oh, have we got exciting news for you. I have friends around the country texting me and saying, OMG, Trump, LOL. So we fast forwarded in the Trump press conference to get to the part that is going to be replayed all day long today. Couple of parts. We're skipping Marshall's news because this is just so good. Flushing the format. Flushing the format. He's taking questions from the press. Let's get to it. Question. I do like Oprah, by the way. I do. She was... uh, a uh, person I knew well came to my place in Palm Beach often, and I have a lot of respect for her. Unfortunately, she didn't do the trick. The, the real question is, uh, you just sat up here and said that um, from this podium that it's, is, you're, are you offering an my way or highway scenario to the Democrats? You're saying no. that if, if, if they start investigating you, that you oh. can play that game oh, and yeah. investigate Better them. Better than them. Can you com- can you compartmentalize that? And I think I know more than they know. Can you compartmentalize that and still continue to work with them for the benefit of the rest of the country? No. Are you are all bets off? No. If they do that, then it's just all it is is uh, a warlike posture. And yeah. so then, Ooh. wait a minute. Then the follow up. You sorry, heard John. you heard my answer. Go. Well, well, since it's Jim, I'll let it go. Okay. Uh, thank you, Mr. President. I wanted to challenge you on on. One of the statements that you made in the tail end of the campaign, uh, in, in the midterms. That see, is, here we go. That, Jim Acosta. Well, if you don't mind, Mr. President. So, yeah, we got to make sure this is set up properly. Yeah. So this is CNN Jim, Jim Acosta's, which if you're not hip to that, they got quite a battle going. Jim's a grandstander of all grandstanders. His thing every day is to get on the national news. And the president calls on him for a reason. Yeah, uh, yeah so here we go. This caravan was an invasion. As you know, I, Ms. I president, consider it to be an as invasion. As you know, Mr. President, the caravan was not an invasion. It's, a, it's a, a group of migrants moving up from Central America towards the border with the U.S. Thank you for telling and me that. Uh, why, why, did you, why did you characterize it as such? Uh, because I consider it an invasion. You and I have a difference of opinion. But do you think that you demonized immigrants not in this election no, to try to want keep... Them, I want them to come into the country, but they have to come in legally. You know, they have to come in, Jim, through a process. I want it to be a process. And I want people to come in, and we need the people. Your you know, campaign... Wait, your campaign. Wait, wait. You know why we need the people, don't you? Because we have hundreds of companies moving in. We need the people. But your campaign had an ad showing migrants climbing over walls and well, so that's on. True. It poor, it, but they it, weren't actors. They're not going to be doing they that. They weren't actors. Well, no, it's true. Do you think they were actors? They weren't actors. They didn't come from Hollywood. Right. These were these were people. This was an actual. You know, it happened a few days ago. And uh, they're hundreds of miles away, though. They're hundreds and hundreds of miles away. That's not an invasion. Honestly, Uh, I think you should let me run the country. You run CNN. And if you did it well, your ratings would be much better. If I I may ask one other question, Mr. President, if I may ask one other question, are you worried? That's enough. That's enough. Mr. President, I was going to ask one of the other folks. That's enough. Pardon me, ma'am. Mr. President, that's enough. Mr. President, I had one other question. If I may ask on the Russia investigation, are you concerned that... That you may have. I'm not concerned about anything with you the Russian investigation because it's a hoax. Are you? That's enough. Put down the mic, Mr. President. Are you worried about indictments coming down in this investigation, Mr. President? I'll tell you what. CNN should be ashamed of itself having you working for them. You are a rude, terrible person. You shouldn't be working for CNN. Go ahead. There you go. Wow, that was exciting. 
That was not cool, though. I mean, no. the, 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 the young lady coming to get the microphone and they're wrestling. That's Acosta's go-to oh. move. That's his, I, I ask questions until I'm told not to ask questions, and then I try to ask five more questions. Right. That's his playbook. Jim Acosta right. assaults young woman in White House. That's my headline. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. You know, you, you got uh, everybody, everybody's figured out how to get to raise their um, their status now. You break the rules. You go way beyond what's decent. And, and it works. It works mm-hmm. for Trump. It works for Acosta. It works for so many people now. I'm just going to do what nobody's ever done before. And the rules don't matter. I'm just going to break rules. I'm going to be rude. I'm going to run roughshod over people. And it's going to help my career. Because so it, it does. We're going to see does. that in the presidential debates. Oh, God. I can't even imagine what that's going to be like. Can't even imagine what that's going to be like. Um, so, uh, boy, that poor young woman. She was in a bad position right yeah, there. No We're watching it on TV. You weren't. Yeah. But she stood up to do her job to take the microphone for him when the president says, that's enough. And uh, Costa's wrestling with her. That's not you a bad position. That's a great position for her to be in. She can't lose. What's uh, Costa going to do? Punch her? You know, like how the other guy <laughs> before Costa had the mic and they say, oh, no, it's okay. Here you go. And he handed off without an issue like that. It could have gone just like that. But Acosta had seven more questions that he had to grandstand. Boy, has that guy got a perfect name or what? Acosta. It's a perfect name. So, do we have any idea if there's more? Uh, ah, roll it. Let's okay. find out. Here we go. He's fired That's up. You're a very rude person. The way you treat Sarah Huckabee is horrible. <laughs> and the way you treat other people are horrible. You shouldn't treat people that way. Go ahead. In, in, go in ahead, Jim, Peter. Go in, ahead. In Jim's defense, I've traveled with him and watched him. He's a diligent reporter who busts his Well, I'm not a big fan of us. yours either. So I understand. To be honest. <laughs> so, let me, so let me ask you a question. Oh. Wow. Oh. Oh. oh, my God. Conciliatory oh. is the term. <laughs> Oh, God. You repeatedly you said... Are, you aren't the best. Mr. President, you repeatedly... Over, over the course of... Just sit down, please. Well, when you, when you report fake news... No. When you report fake news, which CNN does a lot, you are the enemy of the people. Go ahead. Mr. President, over the course, over the course of the last several days of the campaign, sir... Trump has walked away from the podium. This has really degenerated. It has degenerated. I mean, we're... we're <sighs> Yeah, this is on the verge of, like, troublingly ugly. Yeah, yeah. For me, anyway, it just crossed the line. Maybe it's part of the visual. I know you can't see it. It just has the look of... It's like that hearing we had a while back where it just fell apart. Right. It just fell apart. The Dems wouldn't let the Republicans answer the questions and vice versa, and it just falls apart. Yeah. And this is falling apart. And so then we can't have a question and answer with the president and the press. It feels like civilization crumbling. Oh. <sighs> Roll on. Repeatedly said that Americans need to fear Democrats. You said Democrats would unleash a wave of violent crime that endangers families everywhere. Why are you because pitting very Americans? Crime. Why are you me. pitting Americans Peter. against one another, sir? Peter, what are you trying to be him? No, Peter, I'm just asking let me just, a question. Let me just tell you. Very simple. Because they're very weak on crime. Because they have often suggested members and people within the Democrat Party at a high level have suggested getting rid of ICE, getting rid of law enforcement. That's not going to happen, okay? We want to be strong on the borders. We want to be strong on law enforcement. And I want to I cherish ICE because ICE does a fantastic job. So, the, the, what they do for us is so 
really, it's so unrecognized how good a job they do. So we want to take care of them and we want to hold them very close because they do a good job. But the question, okay, to, be yeah, clear, the, to be clear, though, the question is, why sit, are you sit down? Please. But the question, but you didn't answer my question. Just very simply. The question is, why are you pitting Americans against one another, sir? I'm not. Is that how you view no, I'm not. citizens well, of look, this country? I'll tell you what, we won a lot of elections last night. We did very well last night, and but in many ways I think it it's going to have. I think it's going to have a very positive impact. Uh, I watched NBC this morning. They didn't report it exactly correctly, but that's you know very very. That's the fact with NBC. Nothing I can do about that. But I want this country to have protection. We want security in our country. I want security, Peter. I mean, you maybe don't think it's so important. And I think when you don't have it, you are indeed unleashing crime. I feel that. Go you ahead. said you would sign an executive order Go on ahead. birthright citizenship. Are you still going to sign the executive order on birth, birthright you'll answer, citizenship? You'll this ask week? me that question a little bit later. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead, sure. Thank you, Mr. President. The investigation by the special counsel, Robert Mueller, has been going on since last spring. It's been over it's your been a head. long time. Yeah, it's been over your head, over Republicans' head during the midterms as well. Is this an opportunity for you, Mr. President, to end that investigation? Would you consider uh, removing Mr. Mueller from his position? I could have ended it any time I wanted. I didn't. And there was no collusion. There was no anything. I didn't. Uh, they went after hackers in Moscow. I don't know about that. They went after people. Uh, with uh, tax problems from years ago. They went after people with uh, loans and other things. Had nothing to do with my campaign. Uh, this is a investigation where many, many millions of dollars has been spent. And there's no collusion. It was supposed to be on collusion. There's no collusion. And I think it's, I think it's very bad for our country, I will tell you. I think it's a shame. And a poll came out today, by the way, from NBC, or at least I saw it on NBC, where a majority of the people do not agree with the Mueller investigation or it wasn't approved. They have approval and disapproval. We'll have to look that up. I'd actually like to see that number. Um, so we'll fast forward a little bit and see if there's any more fireworks we can jam in before we uh, before we get out of here today. What we're trying to do is come up with the best parts for you guys. I'm so f- I'm proud of you guys. We're doing our best, Beto. Um, do you remember, if you're old enough, you might remember this years ago. This was before my time. I was a child. But Dan Rather stood up. I think it was Nixon, wasn't he? He said, "Are." and Nixon said to him, are you running for something? And Dan Rather said, I don't know, sir. Are you? And everybody's like, oh, my God. Yeah, Somebody was... in the press talked back to the president. Oh, my God. This is crazy. And they played that for decades. Yep. Because, because it stood out over 40 years yep. as a real combative moment between the press and the president. Right. We're into such a different arena now. We're about one step away from F you. Yeah, F you. Yeah. <laughs> them just slugging each other. Oh, boy. Any more highlights? We'll hit you with them next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Man, there have been some fireworks in the uh, press conference with the president today. 
Setting the scene, he is just wrapping up the answer to a question about the Mueller investigation. And as usual, the journalist wants to keep going. He tells him not to. But then we begin a new era in this press conference in which people not called on are just now standing up and shouting at the president, including an African-American lady whose name I do not know. That's what happens next. President, if it's un- Go ahead. Mr. President, no, no, no. just wait this moment. If it's unfair to the country and it's costing millions of dollars, why don't you just give him the mic, please? I've answered the question. Okay. Go ahead, take the take the. Well, I'll give you voters. I, I will give you voter suppression. You just have to sit down, please. Sit down. I didn't call you. I didn't call you. I didn't call you. I'll give you voter suppression. Take a look at the CNN polls. How inaccurate they were. That's called voter suppression. Go ahead, please. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, I'm not I'm not responding. I'm responding to excuse me. I'm not responding to you. I'm talking to this gentleman. Will you please sit down? Excuse me. Excuse me. Would you please sit down? Please go ahead. Thank you, Mr. President. Do you she's also CNN, isn't she, Marshall? I believe she is. I couldn't really I couldn't really see her. I I know her. She's either CNN or MSNBC, but uh, guaranteed you. Guarantee you, all day long, you're going to hear about Trump telling a black woman to sit down. Right. So just get used to hearing that all day long. Now that the uh, now that the House of Representatives very hostile, has uh, it's such a hostile media. It's so sad. You ask me about no. You rudely interrupted him. You rudely interrupted him. Go ahead. Thank you, Mr. President. Do your demands remain to sa- the same to the United States Congress on uh, immigration in exchange for a DACA fix, in exchange for an amnesty for 1.7 million? Are you willing to change any of those demands that you gave to Congress earlier? I think we could really do something having to do with DACA. And what really happened with DACA, we could have done some pretty good work on DACA, but a judge ruled that DACA was okay. Had the judge not ruled that way, I think we would have made a deal. Once the judge ruled that way, the Democrats didn't want to talk anymore. So it'll see. We'll see how it works out at the Supreme Court. Do you still? <laughs> Go ahead. From where? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Which which group? Where do you want me to take a question from? Yeah, go ahead, ma'am. Go ahead. You know, I want to have a little time for commentary because we'll play any other highlights tomorrow, I guess. Mm-hmm. But so some of this is Trump. Obviously, Trump's a different sort of cat. He treats people differently. Everything like that. But the press corps got to get their freaking act together too. You, they got to get their act together. That's just crazy. Well, the rules have been suspended, so now the individual people think, my voice is worth hearing, I'm jumping up. You want to hold Trump accountable? Fine. But you all got to come together and decide we're not just going to scream over the top of each other. We're all on the same team, and they really are for the most part. <laughs> um, why don't we take turns and, you know, ask questions and try to hold his feet to the fire on various issues, but they're just screaming over the top of each other, or you get to ask 15 questions and I don't get to ask right, any? because right. you're big and you can't. the girl can't get the mic away from you. I mean, you. that's yeah. crazy. Right. That's just crazy. Trump's going to get killed by the media all day long for this. Mm-hmm. But Jim Acosta's an a-hole. Yeah. For not letting other people, including some women and people of color, ask questions. That's nuts. Ugly times. God, I would say so. And now it's time for final thoughts with those two hotties, Armstrong and Getty, and the other guys, too. Here's your host, Joe Getty. A little bipartisan sexiness there. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody. Marshall Phillips, your final thought? You know, I, I watched that, and I've been in situations where you do, you get combative with the person you're interviewing, but I've never seen anything like that. No, 
and that's the White House. Yeah, and I'm sitting here going, whoa. Yeah. All right, things have devolved. I'd positive, say. Sean. Your positiveness is needed in these troubled times. What's your final thoughts? You mean to tell me I have to wait another two years for an election to get a day after like this? What? <laughs> come on, come on, more elections. That's what I'm running on. <laughs> ah, that keeps it special, though. Michelangelo, your final thought? Uh, yeah, I want California voters to maybe reconsider about daylight savings time. Maybe this weekend, set the clock back on Saturday and then forward on Sunday and see which one you like better. Here, Jack, final thought. It's a special day, so there was food around. How many cookies did you eat, uh, Marshall? I ate eight. Eight cookies. How many pieces of pizza did you have, Sean? Uh, the, the bare minimum was five. <laughs> I, I had some of both, so wow. I'm not proud of myself. My final thought, I said many times during the 2016 election, my ticket was chaos and ugliness. Well, I've gotten it in spades. Be careful what you pray for, everybody. It's... Uh, Strange times. Seriously, I don't think there's going to be enough attention on the White House press corps has to get their act together. And if you actually do think Trump's out of control and care about America, it's all the more reason to get your act together. Right. Be disciplined. Be beyond fault. Because you're just acting like lunatics up there. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. What do you think? How do those other people put up with the journalists who feel like they get to take up all the time? They can't like them. More tomorrow. See you then. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Because the show's over. What? Bye-bye. I'm so f***ing proud of you guys. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.